0: Song, to say what you do I bet you were cute at nine. Yeah, I've been pretty cute for a long time. Yeah. Um, Hi. So we're back.
1: Oh my God. Are we? uh, Are we? We're here. We're
0: back. And it's been a, oh. it's been a journey. It's been
1: a whole lifetime. It's been a journey. Like it's been a whole lifetime.
0: We've been gone for a long time. From the podcast. From the podcast.
1: Not from existing.
0: We were existing. But that again is sort of the matter at hand is there was a, there was a period of time where we weren't sure if everything was gonna keep existing. I mean, <laughs> if I was going to keep existing.
1: You're always gonna keep existing.
0: I was gonna keep existing but we weren't sure exactly in what state of existence I was gonna be existing in.
1: I think it was way worse in your head.
0: Maybe, so- You were the
1: one experiencing it.
0: So we have much to discuss. Much to discuss. So if you, if you look, you may notice that I am about 30 pounds less than I was than the last time you saw me. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. I'm a little guy right now. And uh, it's because I got a little sick. And had to get a little operation. <laughs> and so uh, there it's was... It's been so fun. It's been a very interesting... It's been hilarious six and months. really playful. Let me just tell you, uh, we'll take you through this, but the end was nigh. I thought the, I thought the end was nigh. I thought. Wait, the end doesn't
1: wa- nigh mean not? Near, near. Oh, near.
0: I near. thought the end was near. Oh, okay. I didn't know what was going to happen. Well,
1: you tend to be dramatic anyway, so There's, yeah
0: well there's
1: you're a little uh there's my jewish
0: dramaticness Uh mixed in with the fact that i thought i was going to die okay and and there was also mixed in with the fact that there was some real shit happening
1: mixed in with if i even talk about replacing the living room couch and having a temporary smaller couch for two months he says that's going to be a blow to the family well so in terms of like let's evaluate the level of drama let's put it you tend to the drama but continue
0: we'll get to the that okay at another point i just had
1: to put it into context for the you. listeners and viewers
0: we should put the whole thing in context for the listeners and viewers oh which is this so i got sick um and i'll take you through it so here's what occurred
1: you're okay now let's just start the story first off fine.
0: i'm fantastic but it was a big thing yeah but it wasn't a big thing but it was a big thing yeah i didn't get a sick okay well i'll take you through it okay um so it started with I can't
1: wait to hear all about it again. Okay.
0: I yeah, it must suck for you because you've had to hear it nonstop for six months.
1: Oh yeah, no, like all day long. Of course. Oh. <laughs> okay, go on. But this is the first they're hearing of it. Right. So enjoy everybody.
0: Yeah, see I'm trying to like I'm bored with talking about I'm it. I'm gonna sit here and just hydrate while you I, walk everyone. No, I room. want your contributions, otherwise I all I don't have a lot I, I'm thirty pounds underweight, I'm malnourished. <laughs> I don't have a lot of energy, first okay, off.
1: Go on. Well that doesn't keep you from complaining. It just keeps you from like... <laughs> or from doing fucking. Doing I, the fun thing.
0: I find I'll even fuck even when I'm like almost close to death. Okay. So here's the thing. I, it started a while back. I would get some pretty... We don't
1: need to hear like all the nuances of your... Like, it, they still don't know like, what's
0: going on. Okay. I like,
1: Don't walk them through like all the like, whoa. And then I would sometimes feel this, but at okay, okay. i might feel that. No one I cares. Won't. I won't like, do
0: that. I won't do that. Okay. Bottom line is I was having excruciating intestinal pains, like in the intestines, right? The tummy. And we didn't know what was going on. So I was getting tests and we were trying to figure out what was happening. And in the, the parade th- of doctor appointments, and that's fun. It was a fucking <sighs> nightmare because you meet all these fucking doctors who are nice, but they I take- like all, doctors,
1: but that was- uh... They
0: take a lot of money and they take a lot of tests and they poke you with, with a lot of needles and they take tests. And we were, we ruled out all the horrible things that it could be, blah, 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 all those words that you all know about. Very it's lucky word. Don't None of that shit was happening. Yeah. But we couldn't get to the bottom of why I couldn't eat and why I was having horrible pains when I would eat or digest food or anything like that. Okay. So some of the things that happened was they had to do a bunch of tests to get to the bottom of it. And... Uh, I, I'm I am i am not gonna take you through what it turned out to be just yet. I want you to go through the I want you to go through the journey with me for just a minute on on the nightmare that I had.
1: They're like fast forwarding just to find out what the hell no. it was. Like, I, I think they
0: want to I think test blood draw. Colonoscopy. Pain. Finger and butt.
1: Annoyed <laughs> wife. Chicken noodle soup.
0: Chicken noodle soup. That's
1: pretty cute. A lot of matzo ball soups. A lot
0: soup. of matzo ball soups in but the last please, six months.
1: continue. Well,
0: all so right. during the journey, there was a bunch of tests that had to be done. Some of the tests were what's called a colonoscopy. I guys, think the only hole they did not poke
1: was like your ear.
0: Yeah, that's the only hole that didn't have something in it.
1: Yeah.
0: So a colonoscopy had to get done, a couple of them in fact, where they were trying to figure out what the fuck was happening and why I was having colon and intestinal pains and what was happening. And that's a fucking, let's, first of all, has anyone had a colonoscopy? Do you know what a colonoscopy is? That's where they go in your butthole with a camera, and they look in your butthole with a camera. And the thing is, is to get inside your butthole with a camera, they don't just like, hey, let's put a butthole, let's put a camera, let's put a butthole, let's put a camera in your butt in an hour. They got to take you through three days of hell to get a camera in your butt, because I got to empty you out completely, right? So, I won't get into too many, this is so unpleasant for you, but I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to get into too many details. I've already
1: lived it You've a few times okay. with you. It was a fucking nightmare. So, and it's just like, I'm locking myself in the bedroom starting at 5 p.m. and I'm going to be miserable. So you got the kids, right? Okay. I'm just going to be going to the bathroom. And he was, but it's just like, oh, God. Oh, uh,
0: they, give yeah. you, they give you sh- stuff to drink to empty you out. But it doesn't. It's like a violent emptying. But it doesn't empty you out in a little way. It's like (laughs) ouch. It empties you out in a way that's that's made for surgical procedures to be done in a clean environment. (laughs) So when they empty you out, the stuff they give you, it takes your intestines and bowels and everything, and it basically fucking. It dry hose, it's like a...
1: You have a mic on, by the way. You're not trying okay. to make it where the camera can hear you all the way over there, so just... Why,
0: why would you do this to me in my moment? In my moment gosh. of talk... Okay, so I got emptied out. And, and here was a mistake I made. I'm going to tell you a mistake I made that I didn't talk to you about, which was this. That's I'm, the one thing you
1: didn't talk to me about.
0: This one, I, this one I didn't know how to go about telling you. Oh, good, okay. Maybe I did. When I knew the night before that the next day I was going to go into a room full of people... Putting things in my asshole. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I better make sure I have a good-looking asshole, and I have a pretty good-looking asshole anyway. Did you trim? So, I got my, I got my hair trimmers, and I thought I would do a little trim.
1: Of the. Did you use my mirror and that I used to put my makeup <laughs> on, and hold it by your butthole and trim your butt hairs onto my mirror? So, and who cleaned it afterwards? And, and what did you see? Did you use the magnifying end?
0: But here's the worst part of it. I nicked myself. <laughs> and I drew blood. <laughs> so I felt the nick. I was like, I had the whole thing apparatus with the mirror and the trimmer. I wanted, to, I wanted a nice little asshole for the, for the procedure. And I nicked myself because it's an electric thing and it just nicks and it nicked and it drew blood and it hurt like hell. And then
1: you had to run to the bathroom for the next diarrhea explosion. <laughs> With no, no,
0: that was all done. Oh, oh. it was the morning of, oh. like I was a clean as a whistle now, huh. like there was nothing going in or out of me. Uh-huh. I was just, a, I was a pure as a little angel, mm. nothing in my body. There was nothing in my body. Mm-hmm and i wanted to i wanted to prepare i wanted to prepare the feast mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> i wanted to prepare the table for the feast i wanted to you know some people say you set a nice table uh-huh i wanted to set a nice table for the doctors i wanted a good looking asshole i'm sure he appreciated that well what he got and what the nurses got and what i realized there's like 10 other people in the room got was a very nice looking asshole with a scab with a very bad scab <laughs>
1: So then it just looked like you cut yourself or other things were happening near your asshole, <laughs> it, it which just, tells a whole other narrative that doesn't exist. It worked against
0: me. I'm sure they had a big laugh while I was unconscious. Uh-huh. Because, you know, when you get a colonoscopy, they put you under. And they, they give you the anesthetic, and they go under, and then they basically go like, what's wrong with this asshole? Why is there, why is there a, a gash on his ass? So who knows? Mm. Who you knows? You know my
1: favorite part of the colonoscopy? What? Not mine. I've never had one, but yours. Right or anytime you've gone into surgery uh-huh yeah including the surgery you just had but we'll we're, get to on the colonoscopy we're on the right colonoscopy now, part is you waking up from anesthesia <sighs> thinking you're totally lucid every time i think i do this thing where you have and i actually understand it because it's almost like um a self uh check-in with yourself that preservation you're preservation okay after being unconscious so you do this thing where you like talk a lot and get extra analytical uh-huh. with like I detail do. oriented totally but then you don't remember a fucking thing we talked about um but you're super like okay doctor so but you're like a little like totally. a little like not control of your tongue but yeah. trying to talk about as if you're in a courtroom and you're a lawyer going over the trying to prove to that, to that i'm you. like an eloquent
0: lawyer uh-huh. you you nailed it and see the thing is i don't do any recreational drugs in life they only Drugs I would do is things that are needed for medicine or medical drugs. And then I drink caffeine, uh, green tea. I'm like a a very lightly drugged person, meaning that I don't do shit. You're
1: lightweight. I'm a lightweight. And
0: you're clean. And I'm clean. So I have like a pride in that I'm a pretty alert, aware dude. When I get the anesthetics, (laughs) anesthesists I'm still under a lot of anesthetics right now. I come out of it trying to prove that I'm still together. And then I try to talk myself into it, but I'm like, <laughs> so anyway, so I got the colonoscopy
1: Hypoth- th- th- these.
0: and the, it was once again on the journey of figuring out what the fuck was happening. They couldn't determine it at all. And they determined nothing on it or very little out of it other than they got a few. Okay. So
1: here's the annoying thing with the, you know, if you have a broken bone or you got an infection or you got a baby <sighs> or like, you know, there's certain things in medicine, like you have a heart attack, they know the thing's blocked and the thing, like, you know, things that you can really see right. and like, awesome, thank God for, right. you know, these doctors and hospitals and
0: nurses and Incredible.
1: angels. But when you're in the kind of
0: Intestine like- area, yeah,
1: This is what you get a lot of,
0: well. Oh. They- but yet
1: you, you know, he was miserable, like he, he was like quality I, of life was on like a quick descent. I couldn't eat for months and, and months. my was, like, quality Whoa. of life was on a quick descent because being in the house with him was super um, unenjoyable to that degree. So going with him to all the doctor appointments and them going, <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: a fucking nightmare.
1: It was it was torture. They it take a torture. lot of money
0: and they're like, we don't really know. There could be, but me, I mean, you
1: know like, uh-huh. can you they see were anything? Great doctors. What's wrong?
0: But when you're dealing with the area, of the intestines and the colons and the stomach and the digestion, you wouldn't believe how many fucking choices it could be. Yeah. As opposed to like cancer, which it of course wasn't, or uh, the heart disease, which thank God it wasn't any of those. So like there was the thank God category that it wasn't any of those things. But then there was like, well, then what the fuck is it? And why can't I eat? Why is it hurt when I eat? And why can't I digest food? And I don't want to live on broth for the rest of my life. So I was like losing weight, malnourished, and miserable. Okay, so the colonoscopy was one. Then there was something called a cystoscopy. Do you want to know what a fucking cystoscopy is? Many of you know it. Many of you don't. Many of you don't
1: want to know. Many of you have stopped listening to the podcast already. It is
0: a fucking camera in your urethra. And I found out I had to get one, and my mood plummeted. I was like, oh, I don't want a fucking camera in my urethra. It, the thought of it That's gave they me
1: stick a, a camera up your penis hole.
0: Urethra, the penis hole through the penis hole.
1: It was a fucking you know what? living nightmare. It's just karma for like. I feel like every man should get a fucking camera up their penis hole every now and again. It's fucking karmic payback for the hell, the little moments of hell you've done throughout your life. Karmic payback, but
0: carry on. Boy, did I get a karmic payback. You go in, you lay on a table, you strip down, and the, the intern, you know, which is not a doctor, he's just an intern, he does the prep. So he puts like, he puts like a tablecloth across your, your whole abdomen and, and penile region with like a, with like a collar hole. Like a, like, so it's like a tablecloth that your weenie comes out of. Right, and so you're laying there like a like it's like a chicken on a rotisserie. You're laying there, and you've just got nothing but like a little. Okay, so so he. So you lay down. (laughs) We had to edit something out. You lay down on the table, and you've got a tablecloth across your. Your private area and your your, woo-hoo, your dingus is sticking out through a hole through a hole in there there's like a little hole and your dingus sticks out they should make it like red
1: velvet <laughs> and well and then cut a hole like have your penis come through like, they like should red make, velvet like it's
0: jewelry you're right they should like make in a it display prettier. case they should make like it more presentation. like sterile
1: velvet
0: but i was very nervous so it was just a tiny fearful little pink stub
1: Oh. It was just
0: a little tiny pink stub. He because, was running for
1: cover. He was yeah, trying he, to go like He was back. terrified.
0: Uh-huh. He wanted to be gone. And then they shoot anesthetic into the hole Ooh, wow. to make anesthetic. And it's horrendous. They keep shooting a red dye anesthetic in the hole. Then once it's anesthetized, nest- the uh-huh, they put a camera in there and he has a monitor. Now, the doctor was like, We want to look in the camera? I was holding my arm over my face in the most uncomfortable pain you can imagine, even with with the anesthetic. I wanted to be out of my body. And he was like, it's very interesting. You can see, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so he's like, okay, and here's what he did. Every time he had to move the camera, he would say, little tickle. That's what his wording was. Because he does 10 of these a day, right? Every time he said little tickle, it was the kind of pain where you want to you wanna disappear from the world of existence entirely. So he would, he would move the camera to look around the bladder, and he would say, little tickle? And he'd be like, oh, even with the anesthetic, the sensation of a little camera through my urethra, God, like awesome. a tube, into the bladder, turning around, it was death.
1: And then they found nothing. Okay. Okay.
0: Camera comes out. I don't know how much, we, okay, so let's get to it. Here's what happened. Tests and tests and tests and tests and tests. And CAT scans. And CAT scans and urethra scans and colonoscopies and nicking my asshole. And annoyed wife. And annoyed wife and losing weight and malnourishment and not knowing what the fuck was going on. I finally said, I'm done meeting with doctors. I'm going to meet with surgeons, a surgeon. And I went to a surgeon and I showed him all the tests and everything we'd been through. And the surgeon said, oh, yeah, I know what this is. When you get an infected colon called diverticulitis, that's what this was.
1: Not just one diverticulitis. It's a little sac that sticks out and part in your intestines and then stuff in the Pouches pouches of your intestine. But when you have, like, when people get get a a bout of diverticulitis, they kind of like stop what they're eating, change their diet, whatever. But when you have multiple bouts of diverticulitis, which is what he has had over the last 10 months, It builds up scar tissue and scar tissue, like every time you have it, and then it starts creating a blockade and problems. You have a colon that's
0: just scarred that nothing goes through, so or
1: has great difficulty going through, or excruciating pain, a lot of uncomfortable. So you
0: can't eat; you get malnourished. You find yourself just wanting to have broth all day long. So that the doctor was like, "Oh yeah, you're the perfect candidate for this. It's just we got to take it out." We got to take take what out? The colon. We take a foot of your colon out, and I'm sitting there with Jenna, and we're like, "Okay." And you've done this before, and he's like, almost she, a thousand times. She's awesome. No, she's, hang on, we're at the first surgeon. Oh, the first surgeon. And he's like, almost a thousand times. And Jenna, and like, we're like, holy shit, you've done almost a thousand of these. And he's like, yeah, it's a big surgery, but it's very common. It's going to make your life better. We're going to take out your colon and staple and staple Not the back whole together colon. a foot of your colon and staple it back together. A okay, colon. so we make an appointment for two weeks to do that, and I'm like, God. That's a big surgery, but fuck. Okay, anything, anything. At least we have a solution now. We then go, we should probably meet with a second opinion, right? Just to, just to make sure. So we ask all the 45 doctors that i had been seeing over the last many months, who's the top surgeons you know? And they give, each one gives me a list. Then we get, there's one doctor that's on the list of all of them, and we meet with her. And she's... She's ace. Here's the best thing. She's a Jenna fan. A fan of Jenna's.
1: She was?
0: Uh-huh. And I get... Well, oh, I, I get the, the A treatment. I walk in and right away we get into that special room. And she comes in. And she looks over my tests, And she says, word for word, without knowing what the other surgeon said, the exact same thing. And, and, she's, and she gives the same thing. And we're like, okay, how many of these have you done? And she says... Thousands. thousands I can't and, even count. Thousands and thousands I've lost count. And, I'm like, and then
1: she says, we're going to try to do it, um, you know, with, art, is it arthos? There's like orthoscopic, arthoscopic, I don't even know what it is
0: laparoscopic.
1: I don't with fucking cameras. know what it means. But anyway, the little incisions with cameras. But if we have to actually make a wider incision because we can't accomplish it that way, I've got little hands, she says was very cute um, but she's badass and she's a chick and she knew exactly she fucking was so certain and fucking so awesome legend and i really loved her and she left the room and bodie looked over at me i was like yep it's her let's do it and she's the one scheduled
0: it for two days later yeah okay long story short i had to go into a major operation and they had to take out a foot of my fucking colon and staple it back together again and they go in through five incision points like, there's like five locations. You're like a robot. Because they for put a in moment. robot arms, air, cameras, <laughs> lights. Like, they have like a hole that they put just for. Okay. It was a fucking project. It's a, it's a big surgery. I did it. And I came out of the surgery. And there was. I a, did a
1: little shopping while you were in surgery. And it's a I lo- stayed nearby mm-hmm. until they got into it. And then I was like.
0: Well, they got to work out to a science. They have like a paging system now where they're like, you get paged, like your husband's in surgery. It was great. They're were great. It was great. There was one thing that happened where it was fucking intense. Okay. I'm just want to talk about this for a second. I won't get into too many details because it'll annoy you, but I'll say a couple things. I was very adamant about what type of drugs to use in the anesthetic because I wanted certain kinds of drugs and I researched it a little bit because right. there's a lot of drugs that I don't agree with that I think are bad for the body that they don't need. Okay. And I went with the, met with the anesthetic for anesthesiologist first and they were like, good, we don't use those. And when you're in there getting prepped, they're like, we want to give you this other drug before you go into the surgery room. And I was like, what's that for? And they were like, it's, a, it's an anti anxiety drug. And I was like, I don't need an anti anxiety drug. And I'm like, well, you want an anti anxiety drug before you go in to the room, before you get on the actual anesthetic drug. And I was like, no, I don't want that. And they were like, you sure? I was like, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm nervous, but to be expected. They're like, okay. So I talked them out of that, and they really wanted to give it to me. And so you get wheeled into the surgery room, right? And you get in there, and it's like this, biz- it's the actual surgery room, it's kind of bizarre. It's, there's like 10 people in there, and there's tools and cameras and equipment. It's intense, right? And, I, and then you're on your hospital bed, and you have to get onto the surgery bed, which is like a steel slab. It looks like a cadaver bed. And I'm laying on the, my hospital bed, and they're like, all right, you have to get on the surgery bed now, and I was like, oh, I get now why certain people would want to be a little loopy right now because now you're about to get cut open and you're, and you're late and you need, normally they'd lift you onto the surgery bed if they gave you anti-anxiety because you'd be like, oh, everything's fine. No, I had to like climb off my hospital bed and then lay on the surgery bed, the steel slab where, that has all the like padding to catch the blood. Like it's like, oh, okay, I got why certain people would want to be like, but I was very focused and... All I remember was you get hooked up to all the drugs and and they say, this is going to sting a little bit because I guess the propo, what is it? Whatever it was, right? Propofol. Propofol or whatever the drug was that knocks you unconscious, I guess it stings as it goes through your body. I'm sitting there, I'm laying down, everything plugs in, and they went, this is going to sting a bit. And all of a sudden, my body went into fire, just fire, and I went, ow, fuck, 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 and then I went unconscious. (laughs) So...
1: I want to just say something. Yeah, we got it. So, then on the whole recovery thing is him talking about the scar. And how, so, he has like a scar that's the same as my C-section scar. Exact same. But I he also has some other incisions. But anyway. Yeah. Guys are fucking pussies.
0: Ooh, nailed it.
1: You nailed it. Because your whole thing about... Oh, the surgery room, and it's sterile, and there's all these people and instruments, okay? And then it's like, that's what it was like for me, twice, bringing our children into the world. True. And you're, you're, you're a vulnerable mother that's about to be cut open, like the muscles, the, like the flesh, the tissue, the muscles, the abdominal wall, then, then the intestines taken out, moved out of the way. The uterus taken out of your body, cut open, baby pulled out. And then shove it all back in. And um, I wanna- you're bringing life into the world. And like, I, before you guys came in on the C-section, I'm like just sitting there in a freezing cold, brightly lit, yeah. naked with this like baby I'm about to meet. Yeah. And they're injecting you and going to paralyze you from the fucking like yeah. tits down. and Listen, anyway,
0: I want to cry for and you. And he never... I have such empathy.
1: Ever. And after the surgery, you were like, you know, it's dilated and all these like narcotics. and Of my surgery. Yeah. And yeah. like pain. You're like in all this pain. And for like four days we're in the hospital till we go home and it's, you know, pain for like a long time he had. And... Um, and i was like yeah that's how it was with me but yeah. i was on no narcotics yeah you're and you looked over at me you were like what the fuck so we had like the so same i had surgery. like a, a later yeah. cuz when it was happening you had none of that was on your radar i'd never had any
0: surgery other than like a, a toe surgery right so i have to say my respect for you for what i now that i know what you went through when you fucking surgery uh huh is out of control. Like I now realize- And
1: hormones and making, feeding a
0: baby, keeping this thing alive. It's insane. No sleep, no narcotics. You're fucking, it's amazing what you went through. It's amazing. I walked into the room. Well, I didn't walk in the room. I was there the whole time for both of our kids. But there's a point where there's a, she's laying down. There's a curtain so she can't look and see the surgery. I can't
1: see my guts on my chest. And
0: I looked over and Jenna's smiling. And on the other side of the curtain, all her intestines had been taken out and laid on the side. And the doctors are taking the baby out. I'm standing over her, looking between smiling Jenna with tears in her eyes of joy and battle wound, like, like Civil War battle wound. And then like in, and, and an, an
1: infant emerging yeah, from and, the chaos. And
0: I'm also emotional because of seeing that of the what looks like your wife in a Civil War battle wound and then your child. And I'm bonking in and out of my body of joy and anguish. Okay, so, oh, and I have to talk about something here because I, I think I want to give everybody a little... Okay, we won't get, we won't get too serious about it, but I, I have to say, so as you guys know, I've said in the podcast, I don't do a lot of recreational drugs. I don't do any recreational drugs. And we know that there's been a massive opioid epidemic in our country. Yeah. So pal- after the surgery, they had me on two opioids. One is a kind of a gnarly one called Dilaudid. And one is uh, I
1: loved Dilaudid when I had my appendix removed. Kay. It was the only thing
0: that worked. So here's the thing that happened with me. So I'm recovering from the surgery, by the way, as you know, it's a massive success and I'm eating again and it's just, I'm 30 pounds underweight, but I'm out of the surgery. Meanwhile, I
1: can't drop a pound,
0: but go on. <laughs> I'm out of the surgery <laughs> and um, I'm on Dilaudid. And after about a day or so, I'm, you can't really move very much after the surgery. And you can just like barely function. And I and I have a like, I wanted to get off the that dilated as fast as I could. Like, I was like, how fast can I get off this? And they were like, you want to be on it for a week, week and a half, two weeks or whatever because of the uh the pain. And after two days, I had these things where I would be like, hey, who's that guy right there? Oh, that's there's no guy right there. That's totally a hallucination. Okay. Oh, look, a bird flew. No, a bird didn't fly in the hospital room. That couldn't be that's hallucination. And then I went again, I was like, Deloaded, done, cut it off. So I cut off the dilated after two fucking days and had to deal with a lot of pain because I was like, "No." Then you went to tramadol. I was on tramadol anyway. Yeah. And I had to just, but tramadol doesn't do shit with fucking incision pains. Okay. So, long story short, I am wearing the same size uh, pants that I wore when I was about 15. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm as skinny as a little motherfucker, but I'm putting the weight back on and i am better mm-hmm. and my mood is gradually getting a little bit better cuz i'm getting nourishment again but i'm still my mood's not any better but i kind of <laughs> i kind of put the family in a funk for a little bit
1: well you know it's like it's been some months yeah. of uh oy vey, i don't feel good
0: oh yeah blah, blah, Jen, blah, 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 blah. i thought i was going to die I there know. was a couple times where i was know. like i didn't know what was happening
1: but you, here's the thing you're a little bit the boy who cried wolf and i don't I couldn't really bring it up to you at the time because you're in it and you're in going through something, which I was trying to be sympathetic to. But I also know that you're an uh, woe is me guy. Like the end is near if you like cut a finger. So the problem my, is... Open up my
0: stitches, don't make me laugh.
1: All these doctor appointments, you're like, what is it? I have a thing and it's a thing and it was so dramatic. And, and, and I would keep... Uh, sometimes I'd have to like interpret to the doctor like what was actually going on because they didn't want to hear it either. They were just like, oh my God, like what is actually happening? Because you're like, oh, and um, she
0: puts on a Jewish page which so she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah.
1: no, sometimes because it a was, a, no, because you were like weak and, uh, and, uh, and and so it was like, um, you know, it, it, it's mo- a lot of months of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. So it starts to become, oh, yeah. I don't know. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm. I need to be a saint, to continue the benevolence, because yeah. I'm kind of over it.
0: Yeah, I was I'm kind of over, over it too. I was over it. Can we have the rest of the next 55 years together of me being in better health than the last six months?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. And 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 not complain.
0: Here's here's to fucking here's to good health. Cheers. You know what I realized when you're laying when you're laying down, with five incision points in your abdomen and you can't laugh or sneeze or even lift up to grab a phone or water because it's excruciating pain, you find out how funny your wife is because every time she makes you laugh, you want to cry in pain. And I realized you're fucking funny. Mm. You're just a funny person because it was v- you had to like shut it down for a while because you, you're naturally a very funny little lady. I feel
1: like I annoy you way more
0: than I make no, you laugh. No, you had to, you had to, you, like, I feel no, like no there's more
1: eye rolls from you and, like, your sphincter getting very tight and your shoulders getting tense than there is of me making you laugh. No,
0: I fucking love you to pieces. Okay. There's only one thing I'll say, uh, and we'll end the podcast there with me finding a fault of yours, and then we'll end the podcast there. Perfect, perfect. Um, is How's that, my hair? Is that right. you're, you're fucking phenomenal, but you're a little bit of a, hypocr- a hypocrite in that mm. you, you correct me on things that you just did five minutes before. And that makes me a little crazy. Yeah. So the eye rolls are me going, well, you're correcting me. And I'm like, oh my God, she said the same thing. And I, I can't believe that you're thinking, remembering I'm, it. And I'm thinking. I'm
1: I am do that because you don't remember anything else. You don't remember anything. I have to say things so many times, but you remember that. That's
0: impressive. It's the delighted.